Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. For downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I am joined by Ricky. Good evening to you, sir. We're halfway through the week. Nearly there. Good evening. Yep. How are you? I'm alright. It's been it's been a day of technolo- technological um, hiccups with work equipment. Homeschooling. Oh, I did. I did have my wife made like the best curry I've ever had. Though tonight, a homemade Thai red curry. And I'm not just saying that because she's in the room when she can hear me. I would have said that if she wasn't in the room. That sounds good. What did you have on the side? Some naan and poppadoms and some mango chutney. I'm glad you didn't see a rice. Not a rice. Well, the rice was part of the curry. Was it? Mm hmm. Oh, well. Not, do you not like rice at all? I've got to be in the mood for it, and quite rarely I'm in the mood for it. What about your mum's world famous Peshwari rice? I'm just not a fan of rice. Just not a fan of rice at all, to be honest. I go eat like a chicken and curry and rice, but again, I've just got to be in the mood for it. I'm quite sorry to hear that. Oh well, it is what it is. Just one of those ones that has to rise to the occasion. 
That's it. So, the Twitter wanker of the week. See, that's the thing. And this is purely not because I've not been on Twitter much and didn't really put much emphasis into this part of the episode. But this isn't an award for a single person this week. It's for many, many people. For basically anyone who's wasted um, battery on their phone or data on their tariff or just time in general, crying and whinging about how much they don't know who Bad Bunny is. Like, it's got to the point where the amount of Spotify downloads or Grammy Awards or likes on social media are being used to describe how mainstream someone is. And I feel as if this whole fed bad brigade, the folk that just want to pile on WWE for anything at all, have become so obsessed with scrutinising WWE that they're upset and they don't know who a singer is. Baffling, baffling behaviour that this is a conversation that's still going on on Wednesday. Like, it's actually growing arms and legs. And it... Baffling. I've not got words for it. They're, they probably don't know who he is because they're so consumed by their ultra-niche hobby. Because, let's face it, wrestling's niche. It probably will be niche for a long time. Uh, they don't know what's going on in the outside world. So that's the first... Um, group who will win the Sidgwick Award. The second group is the folk who have all of a sudden decided to get the calculators out to look at wrestlers' ages. Uh, median ages as well, as I've seen recently. Comparing wrestlers like for like in terms of age. Just... <laughs> Mind-numbing stuff. Uh, people are living longer. Life expectancy. People are healthier, fitter. And... <laughs> see, see, see. At the end of the day, um, who gives a shit about people's ages? I think it just comes down to, for me personally, like, are they still good enough in the ring? <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, like people's ages and stuff doesn't bother me. Like age, winning Royal Rumble doesn't bother me because of his age. It bothers me for one or two other reasons. Um, so I couldn't really care less about people's ages. I mean, Roman and Drew are like, what, maybe like 34, 35. But like, they are. Drew certainly. Uh, this is the best he's been in his entire career. Mm-hmm. You can make the argument for Roman, it's just, you know, maybe you can say it's like. He was as hot as when he was in the shield or whatever, but well, who cares, man? Like, somebody can be 45 or 25 if they're good enough, then fuck it, just let's roll with it. Like, not everything, like, and I've said, I think I've said it before, not everything, not every single company is going to have nothing but long term goals. Like, you're going to have to have short term goals as well. Mm-hmm. Like, in order to reach a long term goals you've got to have these short term goals that allow you to thrive and continue in order to reach the long term goals mm-hmm. but you know like it is what it is like I think if you look not just in WWE but in other companies like you've got this little with a lot of older wrestlers it just for me it just comes down to are you A bringing anything 
to the product in terms of markability or in-ring ability. And that's all it really should matter. Um, people ramble on about age and then people can on about how they don't know who Bad Bunny is. Like, I don't have a clue who Bad Bunny is. No. I don't have a fucking clue when he's advertised. I didn't watch the thing with Booger T. I, I watched a, the snippet of the stuff he done backstage with Ms. Morrison and Booger T walked in. I couldn't care less. Like... I don't, I don't care. Like if there's a mainstream celebrity on these cards, like because it doesn't interest me. But because mm-hmm. I couldn't care less about mainstream and bringing more eyes to the product, that's not my responsibility and my job and my thing to worry about. My thing to worry about is just enjoying the product, and you're never going to enjoy anything, like one hundred percent. Very rarely, you know, like you were an avid twenty-four fan. I'm sure there was one or two episodes in twenty-four you were like that was shit. Like we loved Lost, but Lost was the same. Like you can go watch any program like this, EastEnders, Coronation Street, Hollyoaks. You're going to get storylines that are like this is just absolutely nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. Like you know, if you don't like it, you don't like it. So be it. Skip on. It's just I think it's the reasons that people are latching onto, and that helps them criticise the dub, the the Fed, whatever you want to call them, WWE. It's bizarre, but <clears throat> we'll move on. <clears throat> nicely to the Royal Rumble chat and you'd mentioned Edge winning there you and I have discussed how our um, puzzlement over this one and it's not for reasons why you would think for us usually it would be either they're too old or that they're taking away the limelight from the current crop of stars the tomorrow's generation as it were but when I saw I was catching up with the, the group chats that we were in and my reasons matched those of Ricky's. What do you want to say? What those reasons are with regards to Edge getting a shot at WrestleMania? Will we even make WrestleMania? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we get that you know injuries happen, like you can get freak injuries or anything. I understand that some people are more prone to injuries. Edge came back, had two matches, and then was done for like what eight, nine months or so, mm-hmm. or probably eight months. You know, so can we really trust that he's going to make it to WrestleMania? Um, and then even if he does make it to WrestleMania, can we trust that he's going to survive WrestleMania and continue to go on? Like, his age and stuff doesn't bother me. I think the fact that he's coming back full-time is good. I think at least it's still a full-time champion on one of the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't... He's not washed up. He's still got something in a lot to offer, I think. But I think the two matches he's had, or the two matches with Randy Orton, not including this one this past week, but they were they were heavily edited. I think you could see that um, they worked a lot slower pace. But don't get me wrong, I still enjoyed them. I think the second match was never going to live up to the billing that it received. Obviously, it never was. But that's not to say there was a horrible match or anything. No, um, no, not at all. So that's just my worry. Um, I, like, don't get me wrong, I would have went somewhere different for the Royal Rumble winner. Um, mm-hmm. But as I say, I don't like him winning because I just don't think we can trust that he's going to make it to WrestleMania and beyond. I mean, we'd said we were looking for Daniel Bryan to win and folk like, I would have liked to see maybe Keith Lee get a shot. Obviously, he wasn't in it, and as far as I'm aware, 
me or Jim has coronavirus, so they share a house. Best for him to stay in the house as well. So maybe they missed a trick there. It could have been a late decision or not, but uh, we don't know. We're stuck with Edge. Like you said last week as well, as long as Drew McIntyre retains against Goldberg, they can do whatever they want for the rest of the night. And I went into the pay-per-view with that mindset that they can do anything they damn well please. And as long as Drew wins, I'm fine with it. Edge won. It's not who I would have picked. It's not who I am clamouring for, even being an, an edgehead myself. As the thing, as the landscape currently stands and on the main roster, I can't picture how a, a decent, not not decent, I can't picture how a good story will be told with Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns. I don't know, just, the aesthetics don't match for me. But, and there's been a bit of a, a sort of eyebrow razor today with Edge saying that he's going down onto NXT tonight. And see if I'm being honest, out of the three, I would I would quite enjoy seeing Finn Balor and Edge in a, a programme. Don't know what your thoughts are but on that. The, like the, I'm going down to NXT is just similar to when you had like the WWE, just Raw champ, SmackDown champion, and WWE ECW champ when he used to pick. Remember when Taker picked Batista? He had the three of them lined up in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's no real difference. I don't buy this overdoing it for a ratings pop. Like, look, the same people are going to watch the same fucking shows. It's going to fluctuate maybe a couple of hundred thousands. If that, you're going to get the same fucking people watching it. So it's not going to do anything in my mind. Nor do I give a shit. Um, I think, I think it's 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 going to be Edge Roman, and I guess the story behind that could be that. You're on the show that I was always on, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he was a SmackDown champ when he retired, was he not? Um, that is a good question, actually. Actually, either even if he wasn't, he SmackDown just, is his could, home. Exactly. So SmackDown was his show, so you could just go in with that, and you could be like, "I lost a title that I never was. No one beat me for it. I had to give it up, kind of thing." Um, personally, I think that's the way they're going to go. I don't think they're going to go Drew and Sheamus. That'll be for the next pay for you. I just don't see how they're going to take that out to Aye, WrestleMania. Keep that going. Um, and I wouldn't want them to. I don't want WrestleMania to be rematches or previous matches just from a show before. Um, so yeah, let's say is that overall, I felt that rumble. I thought I thought the men's rumble started off slightly slow before starting to pick up pace and, and I think when you look at like four or five of the last six or seven it was Seth, Daniel Bryan, Matt Riddle was there, Edge, who was the other one? Christian I think was in but there was someone else now that escaped my mind, might have been Seamus, I'm not sure. Towards the end? Mm-hmm. Rollins? I said Seth. Right. I mean, I mean you had three or four guys there that I think a lot of people could have been like right we're on board with that kind of thing. Um, so, but I, I felt as it started slow, it started to pick up a bit. Like I said, don't get me wrong, like, I'm not a fan of Edge winning it, but not because of reasons discussed. I thought that men's rumble match was, was good. Um, I suppose the other small gripe I've got with Edge winning it is that I don't really remember him. 
doing very much. Um, I absolutely loved the way the rumble started. The Edge just stepped out of the ring and went straight after all. I thought that was amazing. It was like, I, screw I, the rumble, screw everything. I'm I knew you would like that. I knew you would like that. I absolutely, yeah, absolutely loved that. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, overall, that men's rumble match was was pretty good. Um, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Um, one of the tropes that happened and I just don't like, but you know, no, no major complaints. Um, and even thinking, I, I don't know off the top of my head if there was any glaring omissions from it, if I'm honest. No, Keith Lee being the primary one, but... That's, but I think that's he was, it was COVID really, because he, he was never going to be there. Um, yep. Even even at the time it slipped my mind, I was like, wait, I see, and then I realised, oh, well, yeah, I am uh, tested positive, so obviously he had to he had to stay away. Um, but no, I, says, I thought the men's rumble match was was a good match. See, to be honest, I think I thought it was okay. But hey, you you watch a really good match and you end up exhausted after the fact, so the next match kind of suffers. For me, that was the case because of the Rowan Owens and Roman match. We'll, we'll touch on that in a wee minute. But the, the I don't think there was many sort of standout. Mo- I put the only other standout moment I can think of really was Christian. Kalito coming back was cool. Hey, see what I did there? Uh, yep. uh, Christian coming back was a nice surprise, and knowing knowing how close Edge and Christian are in real life, like they had their podcast together, I've read Edge's book, um, network stuff. They are it's n- it's not a shoot, it's not a work. They are like best friends, and they they're their uncles, unofficial uncles to each other's kids and stuff like that. So to see them in the ring reunited and hugging it out was quite a, a joyous moment. I, I didn't cry or anything. I just went, oh, that's nice, and sort of shook my head as a sort of, ah, that's lovely. Especially when Edge head-butted Matt Riddle right after it. Mm. I was kind of hoping they would bring Seth back as a babyface as opposed to the Messiah. Um, yes. But, like I say, it's, I, I still still quite enjoy it. Um, yeah. No, no, like, real complaints other than really what we touched on with Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, could have gone down a different route, possibly, but we should we wait and see. Like, um, we are not reactive. Like, I think we'll give things to, chances to play out, and if it doesn't play out the way you'd like it or it plays out poorly, then you could be like, no, that was an absolute shocking decision. Um, so we just kind of need to wait and see what they do moving forward. Yeah. In comparison, the I've got a love hate relationship with the Royal Rumble in general, and my favourite one in recent memory has been was the twenty sixteen one, AJ's debut, Triple H winning it, um, Dean and Owens selling their injuries later on in the match, just excellent from top to bottom, and I would go so far as to say, the Women's Royal Rumble from this year if not surpasses it then tops it I thought personally that this match was excellent firstly I was overjoyed with the, that we got some 24-7 title action I do enjoy some seeing that title in the most random of areas but mostly that R-Truth didn't realise it was the men's rumble, the women's rumble that he was in, I think that's what popped me the most out of that wee segment 
It got a bit boring after a while, but Billy Kay's stuff on the commentary table was quite good when she actually entered the entered the action. It was quite nice seeing her. Like there was good timing in the match with all the sort of alliances you've got because at one point, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce did the iconic pose just as Ruby Riot walked up, and there's this thing going on between them and SmackDown. It was if oh sorry you caught me there, and there was also some good timing. Similar where. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler sort of went together but then Tamina showed up as well and it was like Nia Jax is like uh, sorry she's family I've got to stay with her but then she just went for her anyway just nice we it flowed it flowed so well throughout the night throughout that match there was a lull I would say when Carmella came down it just seemed to slow down and a lot of the focus was on Carmella and Reginald's out in the apron area that things just kind of Went to a halt. I don't know. It was just a bit lacking, but it picked up again. And overall, I think the, the whole match just flowed so well. The it was nice. We'd worried about NXT, or I'd worried about NXT people coming in, and it was nice to see Shotzi Blackheart there, Tony Storm. If you're a fan, um, Santana Garrett as well. I don't think the Rhea Ripley, of course. The what I liked as well. Sorry, I know I'm going off on one. I just I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Lacey Evans coming down in Ric Flair's robe. Charlotte Flair going mental and just attacking her at ringside. Clearly, it's getting to her. Enjoyed that. I liked as well. Can't remember who it was that used it, but Bianca's hair being used again as a plot device. I've always enjoyed when Bianca's hair comes into the story of the match, and someone was hanging on to it and pulling at it to make sure they stayed in the ring. Can you remember who that was at all? No, I can't. No, well, whoever it was, it was a nice wee spot, I think as well. It reminded me of how good Shayna's run as NXT champion was because there were so many standoffs that she had with people in the ring from her time, like Ember Moon, um, Dakota, I don't think she dealt with Dakota Kai, but Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, um, what's her name now? It's gone right out of my head. Shayna Baszler's Reign of Terror. It came, it came up in my memory again. Seeing all those standoffs and the callback between Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte to last February when shit went down at Portland and on NXT for a while. And those were the last three women left. Topped it off with Rhea and Bianca on the apron, saying, "Just calm down. Let's not do anything too hasty here. Just loved it. Loved it." Sorry, I went I went on for a while there, but as you can tell, I enjoyed it. This is my favourite match of the night. Um, I thought it started well. Like he's arguably one of the best things going in WWE right now. Um, I thought she was just genius, absolutely fantastic. Um, Lacey Evans just. Her troll levels are through the roof right now. Oof. Um, She's dangerous, homewrecker. I, uh, I would I would disagree with you. I thought the 24-7 moment kind of took away for, from it. I felt at that moment when that happened, I had like a feeling my stomach was like, this just now just going to fall away. Like We're not going to be able to pick the momentum back up again, but they did straight away. Um, so again, that was, just, that was a minor gripe. The grand scheme of it, the winner 
Bianca Belair was oh, awesome. I'm so glad they went with that. Um, that's now another rumble showing for Rhea Ripley that you know look how dominant uh, she was this year. Like they, I think they think very very highly of her. Uh, the fact that it was two women um, from NXT. Well, one currently, well, no longer probably, and the other one just came up not too long ago as well to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so less than a year ago. So I think that was a nice bonus as well. Um, that said, overall, I felt felt it was a really, really good match. I think the difference between Edge winning, it felt like Bianca was heavily involved in a lot of different things. Yes. You know, like she, she, it felt like she was prominent throughout the entire thing, but Edge, it felt like there was a lot of low periods. Um, and I get you're going to get that in a rumble, you know, at the end of the day, like, there's so much you can do, you know. Um, so, but not the winner. Excellent. I hope we do get to see Bianca versus Sasha at WrestleMania, like I said last week. Um, overall, no, this, it was really, really good rumble match. Uh, I think by far the best of the women's rumble matches we've had, and I think I would put this on par with one of the best ones you've seen in several years. Yep, um, agree. But yeah, overall, like, a really, really good rumble showing from several different people. Bianca, obviously, Rhea Ripley. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, Billy Kay was, was a particular highlight as well. Uh, and Dana Brooke took a horrific-looking bump. Like, was it, I think it was Shayna that gave her a powerbomb uh, right onto the edge of the ring like that. Like, Brutal, like she takes some horrible bumps. Um, <laughs> I know. So that was unbelievable. Um, putting on overall, like I said, I thought this was my favourite match of the night, and I think it was comfortably my favourite match of the night. Dana Brooks' bump card is almost maxed out because that spill onto the kitchen floor at Money in the Bank looked horrendous. Uh, yep. Nia Jax last week and then that one and Dakota Kai took an absolute monstrosity of a, a doing as well I think it, um, Rhea Ripley powerbombed her onto the apron as well it's like Dakota Kai is the size of a like a waif yep. just get brutalised I think actually Shayna Baszler because they're together are they not say that again Shayna Baszler and Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai are an item, is that correct? Um, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Because I'm sure they are, and uh, when Dakota came in, Shayna was just stuck in the turnbuckle the whole time, and when she went out, Shayna was looking over, like I wonder if she was thinking, oh God, that looked horrendous, hope she's alright. <laughs> but with the winners, uh, the winner... When it came down, or maybe to... she was thinking. Maybe she was thinking we're going to rec- recreate that in the bedroom tonight. <laughs> On the softest part of the ring. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that sounds horrendous, actually. Um, when it came down to just Rhea and Bianca, I was thinking I'm happy with whoever wins here, but I think, like subconsciously, I was thinking, no, I want Bianca. So to see her win, to have a very quiet start to her main roster to slowly but surely sort of just putting in the work the work required that Vince wants basically 
because we know that she can wrestle, we know that she's got the attitude, the charisma, she's got it all, but thankfully Vince sees that enough to make her part of a, a very elite list with um, the likes of Asuka, Charlotte Blair and Becky Lynch, so good on her. I liked her attire as well and it matched the theme of the Royal Rumble, but very pleased. It's like Supergirl as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't know if that's you just taking a piss because of your. Uh, I mean, I saw, I saw blue and yellow, and it kind of looked like Superman stuff. So I assumed it was meant to be Supergirl. <laughs> I'll, I'll let. Oh, <laughs> nice wee shrug of the shoulders there from you. Now, you said this was your match of the night. Match of the night for me was Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. I could not believe what I was witnessing that night. It felt like they had me. There were a couple of points where I thought, they're actually changing the title here. Kevin Owens is going to be the champ. Not even the part where they, they botched with the handcuffs. It was well before that. I thought, this is it. He's done for. Kevin Owens was a man possessed. He was not. Obviously, he did end up going the way of the, the dodo. But just seeing him so relentless and so determined and so hell-bent on taking Roman out as violently as possible with swanton bombs off the scaffolding. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed, actually. And I don't think I've seen this much in a Last Man Standing match. He was going for Roman's legs. Did you spot that? Oh, he's got a nice lolly in his, his hand just now. He was going for Roman's yeah, legs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I... um... Sorry, you go. You go. No, no, you go. I thought the match was good. Like, personally, I think it could have been a better match if it didn't have a stipulation. Um, I get the story behind the stipulation. I understand, you know, that the way the story panned out so far, it required some sort of stipulation. Um, the only real gripe I had with it was the finish. Yes. It looked it looked bad. It, it really did look bad. Um, you know, with him not being able to get the cuffs off, but the ref suddenly just stops the count. And then obviously Roman at that point, it must have realised like he's going to have to like stand up slightly. Uh, so that was my only real gripe with the finish. Like some of the stuff, I thought the the, the golf cart spot was like that's a proper spot. Like the kill basically right through it, big time. Uh, and that's another gripe that I had with social media people talking about it. And I know like Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara put up gifts, and I'm sure they're just trying to fall and just you know trying to get a react. But so many people talking about oh the copying AEW thing. It's like shut no, up. No, like it's like ninety nine percent probably of things that you see in wrestling are just like regurgitated from previous years, you know. So and you know there's been a history of golf carts or cars or whatever. Like just just stop, like stop trying to stir up trouble or nonsense. It just isn't there. Um, so yeah, like I say, um, it was it was a good match. Uh, like I say, the finish wasn't great, and that's probably what just took it away slightly for me because it's like, mm. like even even if it, if it panned away, 
you know, something from the camera, um, away from Heyman and Roman. Um, and then by the time you pan back around, maybe Roman's standing up slightly, so you could have made, you could have pretended he's broken the ten count. Um, so that was a bit of a gripe there. Um, it looked as if Heyman didn't overall, even have a key. Like yeah, I don't know if something. Um, maybe the ref maybe handed the film or something. I'm not entirely sure. It was it was all just very very messy looking. Um, but everything before it, like you know, I enjoyed. Um, like I say, it was it was another another pretty good match from the, from the two of them. Interested to see, obviously, what happens down moving forward. Uh, well, with KO, we don't really know about with Roman. Let's say I think we're both probably in agreement that it's probably going to be Edge. Might have an idea come Friday. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they'll drag it out in terms of who Edge is going to pick. Um, we'll probably have an answer come the next pay per view because no doubt they'll have some sort of potential Edge versus Juice or Juice and Roman versus Edge and Christian or something like that. We might even have so an answer we'll tonight on NXT. Well, they've got Edge and Damien Priest isn't taking it on um, Undisputed Era. Uh, I thought I thought that was a that was a joke. I thought that came from actual the NXT Twitter account. No, I don't think. I think it was the, the oh, really? Twitter handle was w, at WWE Burner. No, oh, it's clearly it's showing much attention. I paid there. I know. Um, I don't know. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was fake. Oh well. Well, it says we'll get Edge appearing on NXT tonight anyway. So, yeah. um, but like I said I think that's just um. Just to kind of keep the tease going, sense of like who he's going to be picking. Aye. You never know. Maybe the peep show himself might turn up. Get That's some... it. Did you see uh, Zach Gibson was like, he did the eyeballs emojis? I did. It's like, oh, please, that would be delicious. Asian Christian versus the grizzled young vets. <laughs> I would buy a Nielsen box. I would buy about 50 Nielsen boxes and just put that on. I don't know why I would do that, but... Edge, <laughs> uh, one of my favourites. If he's on NXT, I'm sure it'll be an interesting segment. It could do with a bit of bolstering now and again. NXT has got these sort of lulls that just... It could be because of folk coming out because of injury. don't know. But it does nip up now and again, so we appearance from Edge would be welcome. Um, with the guards to the, the match, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, like stunts aside, it reached a point for me where, similar to Jay White and Naito last year, where I'm thinking, this is just ugly now, this is a fight. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When Roman was hitting Kevin Owens in the head with the handcuffs, but Kevin Owens was still fighting back, that was that to me was like mm-hmm. a moment. It's like, oh my God, Kevin Owens is is not stopping. He will not let himself be pinned here or whatever. And it was then it was like, God, this has just reached that stage for me where it's a, a top notch match, match of the year contender for me anyway. So I think it was like a, an instance as well. And I know he's been in top form for a while, but really top form for Kevin Owens. Like the Kevin Owens we love was there last on Sunday there. That's it. That's it. Um, like I said, I'm just it'll be interesting to see what they do now moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. So the reason that we're still here, I know you were going to come on. But it, this, the tone of this episode could have been a whole lot different than it currently is, where you had threatened to stop watching, stop podcasting or whatever, if Goldberg had won. And I'm going to be honest, I was nearly raging straight away, because if you remember back to Kevin Owens, Goldberg in 2016, 17, Kevin Owens does the powder... This was at a point where he was still doing the powder quite a lot and leaving the ring when the bell went, doing the old psychological warfare stuff. When it came to Goldberg, he did it before the bell rang. I thought, that's Kevin Owens doesn't do that. That just makes him look stupid because he's doing it before the bell. And it just it just sets it up to a tee. You know exactly what's going to go down. And it happened again where Drew McIntyre headbutted Goldberg before the bell even went. Instead of doing it after the fact, and I was I was um, sucked in hook line and sinker. I thought, here we go. Goldberg's attacked before the the bell goes. He'll fight back. Spear, jackhammer. It's all over. And it makes me think because that didn't happen, and it was similar in style to the match he had with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. It makes me think that WWE are aware that they're pissing people off when they have the likes of Goldberg win and Brock Lesnar win all these matches. But they just decide to keep that going for the ultimate payoff now and again. Like, they know... Like, I don't think... Edge, it's a head-scratcher. But for the most part, fan favourites won their matches on in Royal Rumble this week. For the most part, all the booking decisions was correct. So when things like Goldberg winning matches happens, they know that they're doing it. It's not a case of WWE is out of touch. They just make sure that the agony and the disdain is prolonged enough so that when you actually get a feel-good moment, it's worth it. Like, for instance, Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. So 
I was pissed off, and because of that, I was my adrenaline was going up, and I was invested in the match. I don't know if you felt the same way. No. <laughs> uh, I understand what you're saying, um, and this is where personal bias comes into it, and just personal favoritism. You can do that, but like so, as much as I like Bray Wyatt, we can do that with the Fiend. Don't do that to someone like Kevin Owens. <clears throat> so. Don't get me wrong, like, as soon as he put the spear through the ringside barrier, as soon as I hit the first spear, like, I had a knot in my stomach. I was like, and funny enough, like, I I wasn't going to watch it live, but then I decided quite late on I would. I actually fell asleep and I woke up at, I think it was 10 past 12 when Drew and Goldberg just got into the ring. So I lay in bed and I put my phone out and I was like, I'll look. And if it doesn't go the way I like it, I'm going to turn my phone around and go back to bed. So I watched. As soon as I hit the first spear, I was ready just to put my phone down because I thought it was one, two, three. He hit the second spear. I didn't worry at the second spear. As soon as he hit the jackhammer, I thought, it's done. Yep. Like, at that moment, that was just like, it's over now. As soon as he kicked out of that, I realised, right, I think Drew's going to win now. Um, just glad he did. Just glad we got this match out of the way. And don't get me wrong, like, I understand <clears throat> what it means to have Brock Lesnar and Goldberg on your resume. Like I'm not that's not what I've been disputing. I know, no, I know. It's just that the guy can't wrestle, turns up, gets a title shot, and I'm just like I'm fed up with this, like you know, I don't want you to get the title to then wrestle once or maybe not at all until WrestleMania. I'm just not interested in that. So <clears throat> looking forward now to Drew Sheamus. I felt that Sheamus could, was, was an outside bet to win the Rumble because I thought, right, well, the story's there with him and Drew. It's just obvious story to tell. But they're going to give us that in the next pay-per-view, which I'm fine with that. Yep, more than uh, happy with I that. Overall, I'm just happy. And I think I think you touched on it. It's like, overall, like, they made every single winner, like, made sense, like, just in a way that, well, it's Edge, Edge is back, and he's going to go for a title, and he never lost it. It's still, you know, still Edge, like he's still got some of that name permanently, you know, so whatever, how, you might not like it, but there's a rational reason probably behind it. The other four were spot on. KO, I'm sorry, Roman, um, Sasha retaining, um, yep. Drew retaining, and obviously Bianca winning. Like, they were all perfect booking. Mm-hmm. The Sasha Carmella wasn't up to much in, t- in comparison to their match at TLC and the TV matches they've had, and I was a bit disappointed in that because they have been having some good, right, good um, catches, catch kind affairs in the last few encounters, but this one was just pure shenanigan heavy. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't I mind think, shenanigans. Hmm. Yeah. No, I know you don't. I know you don't. I think you're quite, you're quite for it. Uh, if, if and when the time calls for it, though. Yeah. It wasn't quite as good as a SmackDown match. It really wasn't. I thought that was the best of the matches they had. Um, but again, it was it was another match where Sasha's pulled a relatively decent enough match out of Carmella. Um, I said, so I'm happy that Sasha won and hopefully now it leads to Sasha and Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Yep. Um, I'm just trying to think. It's even with... So I think the one that we can put a finger on and confirm is Bianca and Sasha in WrestleMania. I can maybe see because Bianca knocked um, Bailey out 
not knocked her out, but papped her out. Could we see Bailey enter the fray and make it a triple threat? No, I hope not. I could maybe see Bailey, Gordon, Bianca into maybe putting that the number one contender spot up for grabs at the next pay per view, maybe something something along those lines. And that, and that's a match that that will be a good match, but the winner should should still be obvious, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I'd be on board for that because that could be a good match. I just don't think they will do it, and I don't think they should do it. Sometimes, sometimes adding someone to the fray makes it better. But sometimes you just don't need to do anything to it because it's already going to be like a banger of a match. Yeah, I'm just thinking. But it's it's funny to say that. Like, is it just funny you say talking about WrestleMania there and talking about matches you might have? Just off the cuff, is there anything you think that any match you think we are going to get WrestleMania that you can predict ahead? I don't know about WrestleMania, but, but things between um, Xavier Woods and Mustafa Ali are getting quite heated these days. Um, yeah, I think we're going to get Mustafa Ali and Kofi at some point, probably at the next pay-per-view. Probably. That would be... I, I like that. I like the backstory to that. Yes. How they've touched on already, how Kofi took Ali's spot and stuff like that. That was um, very, it's very good. Some, if they're somehow able to take that out to WrestleMania and give us that singles match at WrestleMania, I'm, I'm all on board for that because that singles match could be excellent. Uh-huh. Um, I can't really think of any more. I'm just trying to think. There's going to be one of the titles that will be a, a multi, multi-segment affair. So I'm trying to think where it will be. I can't see it being Bianca and um, Sasha. I think they're going to go for Asuka and Charlotte. Yeah, I think it'll be Charlotte Lacey next and then Charlotte will get Asuka at Mania. Yep. And then... I can maybe see the Big E one being... Yes. Because there's a few people there, you know, possibly throw Daniel Bryan in there. Sami Zayn. Um, yep. Um, maybe even a Seth, something like that. Um, you know, I quite liked when Cesaro tried to eliminate Seth and I'm going off the top of here. Rumble, you could hear Seth shouting, I'm supposed to be your friend. And I quite, I quite like that because they are close friends oh, away from TV. Um, so, you know, something like that. Um, I'd be on board for Daniel Bryan versus Seth as well. Oh, aye, that's, I want that. Just just as a, a showcase match, a direction match mm-hmm. away from the titles, I'd be more than happy with that. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think who Drew, like, part of me thinks he might go Keith Lee, but we just saw that, so we did do it again. Um, That's the thing, he's went, he has went through everyone. I can't, I can't think of a fresh matchup that excites me. Um, I'm just going to say, let me have a look, but... Out of all the people that McIntyre's defended against, I, I want to see Bobby Lashley. Yep. Like, there's just something about those two battering lumps out of each other. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a long match again. It can, because no doubt Roman will get the, the twenty five minutes in his match. This doesn't have to be a long match. Just Drew and Lashley battering lumps. You've got the Hurt Business, who are a much more fleshed out, much better outfit than they were when Hurt Business started. And they've got gold. They've got gold around their waists now. Um. I don't know, there's just something that really appeals to me about that. 
the only the only one I can see just looking at the roster, the raw roster here, that unless they have Miz cash in at some point before Mania, and that's the quote unquote rematch between them at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I like. Other than uh, like, if we, if we try to keep it realistic, you know, there's guys like Andrade still on the roster, so it's like <clears throat> if we try and keep it a bit realistic, that's the only one I can really see uh, from Raw. Raw anyway, that <clears throat> that would be relatively fresh and something that you've not saw and I know something realistic. Um, uh, what Drew and Miz? Mm-hmm. I just... Only or or even like you said, Bobby Lashley. But other than that, like you know, he's Randy Orton's gone. <clears throat> Riddle's not in that spot. Um, we're getting Sheamus just now. Um, you know, AJ. We've had AJ. We've had obviously Seth is on. Um, so on SmackDown, but you know, so unless they have someone coming up from NXT, but I just don't see anyone coming up from NXT and getting that spot. Um, or um, someone coming over from SmackDown, but I just don't see that happening. No. The only other wild card would be Brock Lesnar, but I'm not advocating for it or anything like that. But <clears throat> there isn't no anything that it looks new or fresh for uh, Drew other than know, Miz. And this is where, like, if they'd done a, a draft or anything like that, it would shake up a wee bit and we can get some more mm-hmm. fresh faces for Drew. And the, the thing with Miz is, I've, I've turned the corner on, I've done a complete 180 on Miz since this podcast started. By the way, I forgot to say, last week was our four-year anniversary. Oh, happy <laughs> anniversary. Aye, happy birthday. Or it might be this week, I don't know. Um, done a 180 on the man. But his current presentation as a, a double act, I don't want to see that involved in the, the title picture. Because, for me, Roman uh, Drew's title run has been pretty serious for the most part. Like been shenanigans on TV but the majority of the matches on pay-per-view have been serious affairs and I can't be bothered with Miz and Dromo doing their stick at a pay-per-view at the moment it's just, it's not for me uh, when the Miz was a heel with his wife I thought that was perfect Just not, not just now I think he needs to change his presentation at the moment and that's a shame because I was quite happy to hear John Morrison back. I think he's a beautiful in-ring guy. But the double act thing... See, yeah, I'm not even... Yeah, I'm not even that big of a fan. Like, I like Miz. I just don't want Miz as the champ. No. You know? Not I, just I now. Don't. Like, back a couple of years ago, I would have been up yep. for it. Yeah, not now. Um... But like I said, there's nothing just looking at the roster unless they do something out of left field. There's nothing glaringly obvious other than potentially Miz cashing in, and then that rematch taking place at WrestleMania. Which tells me this is the one that tells me it'll be a multi man for Drew. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What is no, I in don't fact? Think it will. Oh, we're forgetting about someone. It's Braun Strowman on Raw. Okay, I don't want to see that. I know. That's not that's not appealing whatsoever. I know. And I don't you know, like uh, no. I wouldn't even factor that in. I will admit it's not appealing, but 
Braun Strowman is jacked to the gills and he's six foot nine. He is he monstrous. Is, but... I'm not even I don't I don't still don't think it will be a good match or programme. But I just saw him in the rumble. I thought, look at the state of him. <laughs> I think also I don't know how long you can drag out this Alexa and Randy Orton fiend thing. But that could be something that happens at WrestleMania. But again, oh, no. you know, that's that's asking to drag this out for another eight weeks. Oh, they're good at dragging shit out. Um no, no, there's nothing, nothing there. Like I said Keith Lee's interesting, but because they've recently done it, you know, I'm not sure if they would do it again so soon. Alright. Uh, Triple H. There's <laughs> <laughs> actually no one. See, see, in terms of what makes more sense for for Edge would be Roman Reigns because I think they could tell a really good story but what makes more sense for Drew would be Edge like because there's no one else there are plenty of contenders on Smackdown plenty of yeah, them for Roman exactly Smackdown's upper mid card has been booked so strongly like even in defeat they've looked so good but and, and there's plenty of people with a gripe yep. against Roman right now you know you've got Naka you've got Potential Daniel Bryan. Like I said, I thought the Seth one could have been there if he brought Seth as a baby. And you, could, you could always turn Seth if you want. There's yep. a story right there still. But the, those are still fresh matchups. Um. So, yeah, I, I would agree that Edge taking on Drew would make more sense because there's more options for Roman. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but I, I, I'm convinced that it's going to be Edge versus Roman. But yeah. that just kind of, you know, where does that leave Drew? Like, who can step up? Who's next, eh? Exactly. And I'm just looking, again, I just I, I just don't see anyone coming over from SmackDown suddenly challenging. Like, and I can't just don't see, see that happening. From... someone coming from NXT. No. Definitely not NXT. Give me Bobby Lashley, I want Bobby. <laughs> Do you think we'll get an NXT match on WrestleMania? I know it's quite I know we got one last year, but I'm I don't know. It depends what the when their takeover is. I don't know. I've not got an answer or an opinion on it yet. Or a guess, estimation. They've still got the Dusty Cup going on. That'll be sorted. It, when's the next paper? When's the next takeover? It's very soon, is it not? A couple of weeks. By the way, can I just say how looking forward I am to Pete Dunne and Finn Balor? Mm. <laughs> that that speaks to me. I'm not a huge like I like. I think I don't know if I said this last week. I used to be, but not anymore. When it comes to Finn Balor matches, it's like right, okay, that'll be interesting, that'll be fun. But I am pumped for Pete Dunne and Finn Balor. I think that will be a belter. Yeah, I think that'll be really good. Um, we're obviously big Pete Dunne fans. We are. Um, I expect Finn to retain. 
<clears throat> Although, you know, I wouldn't hate it though if Pete got that title. <laughs> Not at all. That would be excellent, actually. But it's um, it's a big not full circle but that's like it's been quite the journey for Pete Dunn mm-hmm. quite the journey and to see him actually for the NXT title that'll be really really interesting it's just a t- it's just a a January takeover no big no biggie there or February takeover sorry but at the end of the day oh it's February 14th Valentine's night Valentine's Day they should so that's a Sunday yep they should do a Valentine's Day massacre like they did in '99. Like, I would quite like the pay per views to be a Saturday, if I'm honest. I know. I really, I that gets me down that NXT's pay per views aren't on Saturdays anymore. Because with the main roster pay per views on a Sunday, I watch some of it in Monday morning and working from home now but would watch some of it on the train to work it's it's watched in bits piecemeal fashion over the course of a day whereas mm-hmm. when takeovers were on a Sunday got up the kids got them some food and then put the kindle out and watched a takeover and it was they were great Sunday mornings but not the case anymore I've, I've always had a, a minor gripe about that yeah like what have we got on that so far we've got Finn and Pete Dunne, we've got Io Shirai, Tony Storm Mercedes and Martinez and Tony Storm. That'll be good. Um, I can't think off the top of my head now if there's been other matches that have been announced. Is it Dusty Final going to be on it? I imagine so. Um, this, oh, who is it that's through? Shots of Blackheart and Ember Moon are through. So are um, The Way, Candice LeRae and Indie Wrestling, as she's now been called. Because mm-hmm. I've been watching it in 205 Live as well, I'm trying to remember. I think they're basically at their semi-final stage now. And it's going to just take a bit quicker to get through. Couldn't tell you, but it's um, Undisputed Era versus Champa and Thatcher tonight. Yep. Quite tasty. So I wonder if we'll see, I think, is it not the Cruiserweight title match tonight as well? Yes. So I doubt we'll see that on the takeover. No. No, they've. I mean, I've literally only started watching 205 Live again, so I can't really comment on how well presented Kurt Stallion is but mm-hmm. 205 Live returns <laughs> uh, oh they were the days man 205 Live used to be fantastic so it did um, there's not enough of a there's not enough hype around the Cruiserweight title at the moment Isaiah Scott is not involved in the Cruiserweight scene anymore it would appear mm-hmm. Um like Drake Mavericks and the well, he wasn't. He's not anymore. But Drake Mavericks and a tag team. I don't know. There's, there doesn't seem to be a fleshed out cruiserweight division anymore. Do you know what I mean? So, yep. not 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 a lot of um, hype behind that at the moment. So I don't see them being on takeover. So we'll probably get the Dusty Classic. Yeah, 
Uh, if we don't get the Dusty Classic, we will see the winners take on Oni and Birch. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe that's what they'll do. Aye, we'll probably definitely get probably definitely. Um, we'll most likely get Johnny Gargano and Kushida, and I can probably see Kushida winning that because if there's ever been a waste of a, a signing from Japan, it's that one. I don't think it's went well for Kushida at all, whether it's personal reasons or booking reasons or not, but it's just... I, from someone who doesn't see a lot of New Japan, this seems just like a generic Japanese wrestler to me, and I'll get some heat for that, but I've not seen anything keep, that Keeping it me. strong, so we'll have something to say. Oh, they will. And, uh, no, I think, I think, do you know what? <clears throat> it probably will be the Dusty Classic Finals because it's only the quarterfinals, isn't it? Yep. Tonight, so both quarters are taking place. So yeah, I can't imagine because um, it's, it's next Sunday. So we've only got two NXT shows. No, uh, three, four, five, six. It is. There's only two NXTs left. You're right. Like that then it, it won't. Um, but yeah, it should still be a good takeover. That main main event alone will make it worth watching. Um, yes. Oh, aye. Oh, big time. Big time. Definitely looking forward to that. Are there any AEW matches you're looking forward to this week? Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Um, I can't even remember now, to be honest. Is this not a special? Um... We've, we've got um, Omega, oh, Omega and uh, the Good Brothers taking on Mox, Pack, and Ray Phoenix. Uh, we've got a Battle Royal for the AEW tag the titles. And you know I love a a good Royal Rumble slash Battle Royal, so... Mm-hmm. Um, the tag titles? Yep. If these, if these wrestling it, companies... It's strange, because the Bucks are in it, and if they win it, they get to name who they take on. I do I do enjoy, enjoy that stipulation, and as a general rule. Because it kind of, it was like when John Cena chose Daniel Bryan. And, and the good thing is you've obviously got... Um, members of the inner circle all part of it as well so that'll be interesting um, but yeah no um, like I say there's a couple of matches you could look forward to see, uh, I'm just looking at Wikipedia here honestly see between WWE and the Royal Rumble and there's a tag team battle royal and a lumberjack match do these folk not care about Covid at all <laughs> honestly you see it, you see the pull-apart brawls, you see um, the refs backstage pulling a, a pull-apart brawls again, lumberjack matches coming out your ears, battle royals coming out your ears. Going to just... Like, see, I see the summer last time, last year, I was watching NXT in the morning and my daughter sat beside me and watched it and said, is that not a bit dangerous? And I said, how do you mean? Like because of the coronavirus should they really be in the ring she was 6 or 7 at the time she said that yeah, and I, like, the thing is like you know we're 
wrestling, obviously touching one each other anyway. Same with football, like you're fighting, you're fighting, you're, you're touching each other all game long. It, we understand that, so you try to limit when you can. You know, like we get you're going to be obviously when you wrestle, you're obviously hands and feet and body parts are flying all over the place and stuff. But try and limit like contact when you don't need to have contact. It's just bonkers, absolutely bonkers. And like I said, we've just had six wrestlers all jumping on top of each other just a few days ago. I know, and then taking pictures. All the women were taking pictures backstage or at the ringside after the fact. It's like, come yeah, on, people. I see, it's, you know, a mask on or something at least. See, Retribution have got, got it sorted. They've got their masks. Well, it didn't work for me a young, obviously. That's true. Yeah. Maybe she got... When she was wearing the mask that... Maybe she wasn't putting it down. Maybe she was um, had it down below her nose. A lot of these idiots walk about like it's been <laughs> ten months, folk. Nearly, you know, the mask goes over your nose. Uh huh. Yeah, over if your doctors nose. can do it. If, do- if doctors can do it, performing a surgery for like twelve hours, we can do it for a jaunt down to Asda. Oh, listen to the listen to the facts being spilled here. Yep, doctors wear masks for hours on end in surgery. Get a mask on. Sweating. All sorts. They got on with it. Kane sits at his desk with his mask <laughs> on. <laughs> his mayor desk. No, to be fair, that's the only time Kane's wore a mask. I saw that joke on Twitter. That's the only time Kane's wore a mask during this entire pandemic. Aye, I know. He's a, he's anti-mask, isn't he? Uh, probably. No, he... As Is he? And like, he made a political decision or vote to not make masks mandatory somewhere. The more the more you get insight of these people's personal life and stuff, the more you realise that they're just shitty people, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I ever want to know that. I know, like big Mark Galloway and his computer game nonsense. Oh, back in the day we used to have guns and knives. You're like, yes, because you made it through security and airports and stuff for like that. You know, yeah. jaded. <laughs> right. uh, the bold taker himself. Right, listeners, we've got some uh, sad news in that we don't have a quiz prepared this week. So apologies for that. We forgot whose turn it was. Uh, a WhatsApp conversation on air confirmed that we don't have one. So. You don't have one this week. I I'm sorry. Uh, we'll do something special for a quiz next week, though. Sh- sure, we, sure we will, Ricky. Definitely. Sure. We could just make it a just a, a quiz episode. That's a great idea, but not the fatal four way elimination because that takes too much to prepare. That will take way too much time. We've got like four different time zones and lives. That's it. I mean, but Josh needs to defend that title. That thirty-day stipulation. Right. You know, it's been over a year now. Yep. That's our fault. Though we are the bookers. I know. Still, we should strip him of the title. Right. Oh, I nearly made it official there. <laughs> Can you imagine the heat I would get? That's it. We won't do that. No. Right. 
ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can find other shows such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style. Shout out to Jeremy Donovan, who's now on the, the main page of WrestlingHeadlines.com columns. Check out his work there, talking about New Japan. Uh, you've also got Grown Men Watch This Shit, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, Grave Consequences, an 8-bit suplex podcast. Um, give us a like and a review on the podcast apps that you use, a nice five-star review if possible. If not, be honest, tell us what you don't like about us so we can improve. Uh, like, I'll take that on board. Go to socialsuplex.com, you can find these podcasts and the columns that we do. If you press the subscribe button when you go onto the page, all those content will be sent directly to your email inbox. On the show notes, you will see links for debating to the show and the network to help us with funds for running podcasts and buying webcams. Uh, nudge, nudge. You see links to prowrestlingtees.net. You can go there for social suplex gear. We are at the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group and we are also at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Ricky, any thoughts before we leave the listeners? Just one. I just want to quote something here. Etc. 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 Welcome to the first Donovan's Digest column here on Wrestling Headlines. Etc. 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 I run the Social Suplex Podcast Network, um, where I co-host the longest-running weekly New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast on the internet, keeping it strong style. No mention of his co-host um, Joshua Smith, the boss, flexing his muscles here. Well, see, to be honest, Josh puts himself <laughs> over like on a, an hourly basis, so... Like, as he should, as he should. Of course. The bromance continues. Pretty boys have to look out for each other. And Jeremy, Jeremy's part of that, like I say, is we can't, can't, oh, can't say it negative, negative about the boss. Of course not, he's the boss. But, we don't want kicked off, we don't want kicked off at that one, do we? Yeah, so you've got a wee bit of backtrack sticking out your teeth there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yes, shout out to Jeremy for just being the best boss since Hugo. Right. See you next week, listeners, for a, a quiz, quiz bonanza. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.